Today on ABC Devo, the day my baby gave me a surprise. Welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from fourth dimension to a wiggly world. I'm John Engel. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm Joe Mazel. And today we're talking about Day My Baby Gave Me a Surprise, comma, the, from the 1979 album Duty Now for the Future. Dun, 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 dun. I made sure to make it alphabetically correct the second time we <laughs> said you. the name of the song. That was nice. Yeah. Way to show us up, John. Well, no, I, I know <laughs> that people can be confused. I remember perhaps Pete even mentioning this on Alphabetical, where people would say, hey, the thes are in the T's. What are you doing? Yeah, if you think that, if you think that uh, article, that both uh, definite and indefinite articles are counted in alphabetization, well, <laughs> you got another thing coming. I can say nobody <laughs> thinks what you just said. <laughs> nobody is thinking that. <laughs> no one has tried. As, during alphabetical, I said we alphabetize like robots. And now that we're doing kind of a more robotic theme, I just, just mm. decided to humanize it a little yeah. bit. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll play fuzzy with those. We'll ignore some of those articles. And oh, wait. Did you do the T's, the, on alphabetical? Yeah. Did you? Oh, I forgot. You did do that. Yeah. Oh, God. We got a day in the life pretty early to, to make everybody hate me early on. <laughs> yeah, but a day, you know, it's actually kind of interesting. Like, I don't think that the thes should count when you're doing something in alphanumeric order, but A's are a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's not. I, I don't think that the is, is as much, though. I think the is a kind of default mode with the songwriting a lot of the time. And it depends. Like here, I think it's it's not. It's just perfunctory. Um. You know, it's not like if it's something else where it's like the the way we were. <laughs> That's more of a D. Like, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that under W necessarily. But this is it's, it's basically damn my baby gave me a surprise. But you know, the the is there just for clarity. All right, well, I don't know. I could be right. And again, we could talk about this all day and yeah. all night. But instead, we should talk about the day my baby gave me a surprise. Yeah. We really should. This is a pure Mark song. It's written, yeah. written and sung by Mark. Yeah, this is straight Mark. Um, as far as I can tell, credit wise, yeah, he's. It's all. It's his baby that gave I'm him a surprise. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Joe, as as you've hinted at, it starts out with a little like introductory flourish, a little fanfare. Almost of like dun 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 dun, and it's bookend. It, it's bookended. I mean, it starts with that, and that's how it ends as well. Yeah, you know, I never thought of that. That's true. Perfect. This is see. This is well, I, over the weekend. I was complaining a lot about fades in, fade in, fades in, and fades out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is exactly opposite. This is like okay, here's there's going to be a song. Get ready. Okay, here's the song, and then it's over. It's like a musical parenthetical. <laughs> exactly. Like we're, we are bracketing our song. Yeah. 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 Pete's already giving us an A just based on that. <laughs> Spoilers. But it, they, they made their bed, and it's a, it's a good Indeed. way. It's a good, it's a good way? I don't know what I'm saying. But they, they laid us a good foundation here by giving us a, a little fair warning of the song's about to start. Yes. <laughs> they alerted us sufficiently. And then they personify it in the video. I love how they, 
they are each on each side of the frame, and as the song begins, they just appear like. Here's Devo, like it's da, 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 and they just like arrive, and it, and that part of the video has nothing to do with the rest of the video. Right. It's like a different place. It's totally uh, its own little tiny, tiny short film of them just appearing at the beginning of the song, but it's perfect. Yeah, I love the nice clean intro to the song. It's yeah. always it kind of gets a little. I get a little like elevated heartbeat right at the beginning when the song comes on on the album because um, it's just a great way to start a song. It is awesome. It's pretty groovy. Now, here's a kind of interesting thing. So, I've always loved this Devo song. I, I it, it's a, for whatever reason, is one of those ones that have uh, always stayed close to my heart. Um, but you know, really, kind of banging out the lyrics today. Notice that this story is not really a story. Yeah. <laughs> what well, is? No, that's uh, part of clearly. You've never taken a creative writing course. <laughs> <laughs> it, but I mean, you know, it's like he got a surprise from his baby. He got a message from his girl. Um, basically, the story is: I got a letter that she's coming, and things will be better when she's coming. Okay, that's the song. See you guys. Right. Well, that's the that's the surprise. It's it's it, there's well, a backstory here that there was an accident. There's a backstory alluded to. Are you saying that they're using that the Mark Mothersbaugh is applying Hemingway's iceberg aesthetic, where nine tenths of the story is what you don't see? <laughs> no, but he, he clearly says like, all right. So it's it's she's like the surprise is hey she's she's coming back to see me, and they play. There's a play on words. That she's coming back to see me, but he really means he's like, yeah. Since the accident, she hasn't been able to look at me, but she's coming back to see me to actually look at me for the first time. Oh, I'm not arguing. That's um, what the, those are what the words say. I, I'm arguing that uh, as a narrative, it's almost a, it's practically a non-narrative. What? That's that's the where well, you can say it. sort of it, it, it's told backwards. <laughs> you get the you get the, you get the climax, right. and then you sort of fill in the the background, and that's 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 where the the drama comes oh. from. Christopher Nolan did not write this song. Look, it's not prose. This is poetry. I don't no. know why you need it to have oh, a cohesive story. He's giving us an impression of how he feels about this particular surprise he was given. Yes, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing these points. I am not arguing that this song is wonderful. I am merely stating. This narrative isn't quite a narrative. That's it. I'm not even sure I agree, though, with the part about him receiving a letter. I always <laughs> I, I get the image from this that he's that he's at her bedside and she's in her hospital bed. Some accident happened. We don't know what it is, and she's scribbling a note, you know, at her, from her, her bedside, her nightstand or whatever. She's writing to him saying, "Hey, I'm going to get out of here or something, and things are going to be better." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you know healed and 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 healthy again, and that this is all happening like you know at her bedside or something. Yeah, I mean I think that's pretty clear, right? Yeah. From the long white bed and the cold white room, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. The possible uh, St. James Infirmary Blues reference. Yeah, I, for a long time I thought that that was probably a reference to you know an insane asylum, <laughs> but the accident part kind of kills that reading. I think that mm-hmm. it definitely probably is a hotel or a hotel room, a hospital room. But yeah, although you could go to a sanitarium post an accident that was particularly traumatic. Sure. To be fair, he could be calling something an accident, being polite. You know how people, the old way of, oh, well, she had that accident, you know, that incident that occurred. Yeah, you know, it could be a, some kind of breakdown right. that happened. Uh, definitely could be something. Yeah, there, there's also, there's a school of thought that this uh, song is about a miscarriage or possibly hmm. a birth. I've heard um, that. 
you know, I, I mean, you know, draw your own conclusions. And and I think the video doesn't the video kind of helps that theory because it involves a small child. <laughs> Yeah, well, I want to talk about that a little bit for sure, but we don't have to get to that quite yet. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about I think the miscarriage thing might make more sense than the birth. But, I mean, I'm not sure what the – I mean, unless it was an accident, I guess, you know, sometimes that I mean, happens. Do you guys um, think that – are you reading this as, like, she had an accident or he had an accident? Well, all it says is the accident, right? right? I always took it as, as yeah, Mark I mean, or the narrator – had an accident and he was like hardly disfigured and his so his his girl wouldn't even wasn't even able to look at him but she was coming back to see him that she would be able to look at him finally oh, wow. so disfigured. Uh, but the one thing is that like she would be uh visiting real soon she's going to get up from that long white bed and leave that cold white room it doesn't say that she this yeah, she's it, coming back to see me she's yeah. visiting real soon going to get up from the long white I, I took oh, it as he's going to get up from the long white bed oh my god no 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 i think it says get up from her long white bed doesn't uh, it in in the lyrics i'm looking at it says get up from the long white bed and leave this cold world. Ooh, I have her. And I have her I'm also, like but I like that we mm. don't know and we never will. Because it's interesting. <laughs> that's funny that that one word. What, what, uh, what, what are our sources? I don't, I'm looking at Google Play Music. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I believe mine is mine's probably the same. So, hmm, maybe it's the reading of the person who who uh, submitted mm. these lyrics mm-hmm. to Google yeah, Play. Google Play is definitely that. Um, I feel like it sounds more like her in the song, but I could just be saying that because I want to be right. There's actually, that is something I do want to discuss about this song. There's something about Mark's vocal delivery where there are a lot of lyrics and there are certain lyrical choices in this song that don't jive with me. Like, wrote me a scribbled note. It's just one of those weirdly redundant things that, like, not the best uh, adjective. But the way he sings it makes it sound good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, when we were talking about, uh, I think it was Comeback Johnny, you were saying that Mark Mothersbaugh is maybe like a super underappreciated, you know, dance, you know, stage presence. And I think that might be true of just him as a vocalist, too. He's got some, uh, I should have said this during Comeback Johnny, because he's got that, like, trill to his voice, you Mm -hmm. know, in in that song and a lot of other songs. Then here, yeah, he's got that, yeah, he's he's doing stuff with all the words that's... uh, very cool. Yeah, I never hear that A before scribbled note when I'm hearing the song. When I'm listening to the song, it always says, and wrote me scribbled note is what it sounds like he's like saying to me. But I always think that's really yeah. great because it's, I don't know, it, it rolls off. Yeah. But man, now, Pete, you're messing up my whole reading of this song now. It's so it's so cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But you guys, I, I'm, I'm interested in this interpretation. Doesn't it seem more likely that Mark Mothersbaugh would write a song about himself being disfigured <laughs> than it is the other way around? I'm, I'm thinking well, yeah. you're right, probably right, Pete. I, I, I don't know, though. I want to know if these this her is a tech, is like actually the lyric. This, I, I want to know oh, if there's any like, quite controversial. truth to like Like, if, does this come from real life in any way like is he writing about something that actually happened because it just seems like a strangely specific narrative as joe well, said like i'm it, picturing it, you know, like <laughs> remember the lyrics from bougie boy sorry boogie boy's funeral oh yeah um mm-hmm. where you know and and that video that second part of that video where like he gets he drops the ball his head is get his head gets crushed and then his head gets unwrapped and he's all disfigured mm-hmm. like i picture that kind of a that kind of a thing, and then like this is almost an adjunct to that, where like his girl comes back, not Boogie Boy specifically, because he's just a boy, but same type of character. 
And I know that's the setting that I'm hmm. picturing. Yeah, I keep I've looked up several lyric sites that keep saying uh, the lyrics I keep seeing keep being. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> let me speak, speak like a person. Uh, the lyrics <laughs> I have, I keep coming across are going to get up from her long white bed and leave this cold white room, which is also interesting that one would, uh, it would be her bed, but the room itself would be, uh, you know, it would be this. Yes. yes. Would be a yeah. neutral See, article. That's why I think it's the long white bed. Well, you know what um, else I'm reading into this that's now like sad? That's <laughs> making me sad. <laughs> And, and how now I think there might be some meaning to the scribbled description of the note is she's not really coming back. This is he is happy. He he loves this note is a wonderful gift, but it's ironically her goodbye note. She's like, yeah, I'll be back to see you real soon. You know what I mean? Like and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get up from this bed. But I think that maybe she's not really. Like she can't. If you get what I mean. I mean, I know that she's done with all well, I'm, 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 I'm getting depressed thinking about this other interpretation that I saw her, her sweet face <laughs> trembling as she tried to open her eyes, but it never actually says that she does. Yes. Like she might be so oh, badly right. damaged and injured that she cannot open her eyes and she's writing scribbled oh. notes because she's lost motor function or something. It's also, how many uh, syllables does Mark Mothersbaugh manage to squeeze into the word grateful? Like a grow, like I for a very long time thought the lyric was I jumped with the joy of a great boogie boy. <laughs> I thought I think I thought it was great little boy, yeah, which would make more sense. But I just I never thought it was just grateful boy. Like that is yeah, it's almost yeah. Japanese. It's like great. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Um, I will say that I did think for a long time that it was that she uh, she'd let the visiting resume. I I, hmm. I did not hear the real soon. I was like, oh, the visiting will resume soon. It was like a completely different song to me when I thought those were the yeah. Way. At one point, I think that's what I heard yeah. as well. That's also kind of Japanese. Mm-hmm. Let the visiting resume. <laughs> very formal. Very. Oh. Um, yeah, in my so in my interpretation here, that uh, her sweet face trembling as she tries to open her eyes because she can't even bear to look at him. So she's just you know, oh, man. literally wow. just walking in with kind of you know hand over her her face, basically covering her eyes, trying to you know. Wow, Pete, you've had some really bad breakups. Yeah, really? That was your. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, no? Because he's horribly disfigured. Because he got his head caught in a in a pounding machine. See, I love this. We have like a mirror universe, like narrative thing going on here, where there's a there's literally like a reflective narrative where it could be about him and have the same meaning, and be about her and have the same meaning. Uh, perhaps <laughs> Mark Mothersbaugh is such a genius that he actually intended this. Who knows? Probably. But it's making. I had no idea we were going to have the com- a conversation <laughs> about all this at all. But this is good stuff. We're also no. ignoring yeah, the so undertones have... that point to it being about a hippopotamus with a potato in his mouth playing his tooth like a like a xylophone <laughs> or something. Playing his tooth well, like, a, like a xylophone, but it looks like he's being played with a steel drum oh, yeah. and another one who plays a saxophone. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess we I guess we should start talking about the video now because this video, this video there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to unpack yeah. from this video I would say yeah. <laughs> wearing leisure suits with what looks like toilet seats in the back of them <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah Tom you say every song is about a hippopotamus I do <laughs> well you know when you hear enough songs and you hear enough hippopotami see the you see the patterns it's all there for you to find um yeah so the so video I I this was. I love this video. It was always one of the fun mm-hmm. ones on uh, um, 
This is on the Minimix Music. Uh, it's on yeah, the Minimix Music. It's on the yeah. uh, what's the Devo video package? The one that was in the 80, that came out in the late eighties. Not oh no, it's Devo, but uh, the one that um, basically had all the videos up into uh, uh, the stuff from uh, oh no, it's Devo. Some oh no stuff. Yeah. What what uh, you know? It's actually in my Amazon cart right now. Let me look because I I. I put all the Devo DVDs that I could find. All the DVDs that I could find. Um, Complete Truth About Devolution? No, that's the... No, that's one. the background thing. Yeah, that, that's the one that like I... Uh, I thought, thought I gave you that like one Christmas mm-hmm. one year. I think you may have. Yeah, that was the one that came out on DVD that was basically just a port of the Laserdisc. Well, okay, so we already talked about the intro to the video. We got... The Devo boys just like sliding onto the screen, introducing themselves, and then we get some more of the underrated. <laughs> immediately get some more of the underrated Mark Mothersbaugh dance moves. Yeah, as the song kicks yeah. in, man, he's it's some good gyrating he's doing right at the he, opening of this video. He immediately takes off his cool silver shades to reveal his even cooler uh, swimming goggles that he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, He's just such an excellent dancer, that Mark Mothersbaugh. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I said it half jokingly, but I really kind of do want to channel some of that. I might as well study some of his moves and just kind of get, you know, I'm awkward enough on the dance floor. I might as well just lean yeah. into it and do total kind of, um, you know, lots of shoulder action. Let's all promise each other that we will do that the next time we're on a dance floor. So yes, <laughs> together. We'll be as, mar- as much Mark Mothersbaugh as we possibly can. I can. Uh, I will. I will. Proudly uh, promise that. Okay, me too. <laughs> now, will this be our gift or will this be um, our onus? At one point in this video, they have the uh, they have all this weird padding. They're like passing the baby yeah, around, was... <laughs> and they have all this weird padding under their outfits, and it's it's a lot. Like worse. I said, it looks like toilet seats under their under their clothes. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, so it's like uh, it's very much like the uh, Are You Experienced video. That's mm, what in that case, it's not padding. Of. They just put on some weight. Mm. Well, no, in that one, they're like they're they've got like their shoulders are like growing and receding. Yeah, it was a little like, something like, I like to call sarcasm. Lump. I like to apply it once in a while. <laughs> I didn't really think they got that. You can't always tell. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, if you watch uh, some of the later, not not this, because interestingly, um, they never played this song live. Yeah, they, used, no, they never did. Yeah, and there's a reason for that that I was going to get into later. But go well, ahead. Yeah, I was. If you compare Devo from this era with you know some of the stuff that we are looking at for some of the shows they did in the past couple of years, it, it, uh, it does seem like there might, seems like there was padding there, but it's not, it's just, they've, you know, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> living that comfortable. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things that, uh, we, we're, we're kind of cresting on here. One thing is, uh, and John, I'll, I'll let you talk about them never playing it live and the why to that. But, uh, here's the kind of thing that, uh, it never really, I mean, Something I always knew, but just never really kind of occurred to me um, that this was a single, and this was one of the only, one of two singles off duty now for the future, and it's an interesting choice for a single, not a bad choice. I love the song, but it's sort of I don't know. It, it, like I feel like wow, did they have a lot writing on this? Was this going to was this going to like track for them and didn't? Like, I really kind of want to know what's going on with this song in a lot of ways, including why that was chosen to be the uh, single off of it. Uh, I don't know. I think that there's... That 
honestly, when you listen to Duty Now, it's hard to think of what would be the single off of it. I mean, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just not. Right. Out or Wiggly World, those are two, like, you know, fast action, like, basically punk songs at a time when that would have been acceptable. Um, and, I mean, Secret Agent Man was the second single, and that logic, that did get released, and that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, like, Dave My Baby gave me a surprise. I love the song, but it's just sort of, I, I don't, for some reason... There's something about it that always seems like an outlier to me, as opposed, you know, even well, in that like kind of uh, A plus era of Devo. I think you know it. It's got a little bit of pop sensibility in that like Wahoo kind yeah. of thing. It's got that that little bit of singable kind of like oh, I, I get this. This is like a pop, you know, almost like a. Um, I'm trying to compare it to something, uh, you know, some other, you know, '60s, you know, pop thing. It's not like a Frankie Valley thing, but it's like a, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, you just got the part that you remember, the hook that you can you can get on board with, even if the rest of it is a little bit, you know, uh, staccato. And it could just be as simple as that, I will grant you. Yeah, and plus, I think, you know, they they recorded the album for wanting to record the album, and then afterwards, you know, the, maybe the record company was like, all right, where's your single? And they're oh, like, yeah. what? <laughs> and then they had to, you know, went back through, and they're like, well, I guess we could do this and this. I mean, we like all these songs, but what's going to sell? Who knows? Uh, so, John, you wanted to uh, discuss why this was never played live? Well, well. so we were talking about the video, and um, apparently they would project the video at shows sometimes, either leading up to the performance. At some point, like maybe when they were taking a break, they would actually project it, and people would watch it at the show. But they never played it live, and the only information I've gotten about why is because of the instruments used on the recording. And uh, when I read that, I immediately thought that it has to have something to do with the synthesizer, one of the synthesizers that's in the video. Now, I wasn't sure when I when I found out what the synthesizer was, I wasn't sure if they actually used it on the song, but or rather just had it as a prop for the video. But what it is, it's called a, a Musen synthesizer uh, made by the toy company Mego. Nice. Oh, wow. And this Whoa. is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I really, really, <laughs> really want one of these now. It was a toy organ is a mini organ they call it electronic organ i think 18 keys again um that were basically just the white key white and black keys were just oh wait there's only white keys on it just basic organ sounds but then above that are multiple colored pegs that you could create a sequence a rhythmic sequence and change the sequence using those pegs so it was a tiny sequencer and it also had pitch and volume shifters on it, so you could do all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm thinking that this song is actually instrumental to the recording. I'm thinking there's a couple of places. I, it's possible that the uh, over the chorus, there's the boop, 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 boop sound. It might have been in the sequencer. And then there's a, there's a pitch-shifted like organ sound underlying the chorus as well that sounds like w- what I've heard of the demos of this instrument. It could be that. And I'm thinking there's just no good way to mic this thing like for a live performance. It's All it's got is a tiny little toy mm-hmm. speaker, right? So you could mic it for a... Uh, I'm not a sound you know engineer or uh, anything like that. But you could probably mic it in a recording studio and it worked pretty well. Like you could... <laughs> 
get yourself in a little box maybe or something to enhance the acoustics, but maybe live it wouldn't work. Now, this is all just, I'm just speculating because there's no actual information about this, but I'm thinking that's it. But man, this guy, I will post a picture and probably a video of the demo of this. I actually have, there's a video of Mark Mothersbaugh playing this thing, uh, giving demonstrations of multiple synthesizers he has at, at, at Mutata Musica. So I'll, I'll post all this stuff. But man, this thing is really cool. And if anyone knows of one that's for sale at a reasonable price, I would probably be game <laughs> to buy one for sure. Interesting. You would think that, you know, with the kind of, you know, circuit bending, you know, kind of electronic adjustments and stuff they did, that they would be able to at least... You like tap the the speaker leads and put a right. you know, aux port you on that. I don't know because it's a little but, toy. Um, I mean, I don't know if you could take it apart and do the things to it yeah. that they did with so many other synthesizers. Or they could just have that one's part pre-recorded and play it. Could be, needed. but maybe they were real sticklers about that stuff for some reason. Maybe they didn't want to. I don't know. Like I said, all this is, is speculation. I, the instrument in question that I th- suspected might have been used on the recording and the fact that they never played it live because of the instruments used in the recording makes me think that this thing is the prime suspect for why they couldn't play it live. Whenever we uh, talk to Mark Mothersbaugh, we'll ask him uh, specifically about that. Yeah. Yeah, there are many questions I want to ask him about my, the day my baby gave me a surprise. Right. So, <laughs> Yeah, but it's true. We've come up with a whole lot of things to ask him about. For sure. But, man, this thing yeah. is really cool. And I think we can all agree that, I don't know, Mego, at least top five toy companies of all time. Sure. I mean, how many things did they make that were just like amazing toys? So uh, I had no idea they made a musical instrument, especially not one that was used by Devo. I don't want to uh, get off track here, but I'm pretty fascinated with the Mego Toy Company. Uh, One thing that I love is that... You know, they're, they're the biggest, they're basically the biggest name in uh, toys, particularly like, you know, action figure shla- slash boy toys for boys toys. Let me make that clear. Uh, from the 60s into the 70s. And then they passed on the Star Wars license, but it's just like then they went insane. Like anything that they could possibly get the license to like, hey, you know what kids are dying to get? Little Rascals figures. You know, like every yeah. kid wants to play with the Waltons. Who doesn't want a? Uh, who, what kid doesn't want a four hundred seven seven base and all the match figures for it? Uh, I think I know somebody who does. I had all of those, but I don't, was that Migo? I don't think that was oh, Migo. That was Migo, my friend. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, what's the What's Ooh. the name of the? Migo was Mash. Mattel was, uh, or LJN was uh, Eagle Force. Um. Yeah, I had the I had all of those too, Eagle Force, but uh, um, why why did I think it was somebody else? Oh, it was Mego. You're right. All right. I had a handful of of Mego toys back in the you know late seventies, early eighties. The only one I can really really remember though, the clearly getting on my birthday is that Spider Man. The oh man, that's one of the all time toys of my childhood for sure. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the like Barbie, the, the, the Barbie-sized doll. Yeah, so amazing. Oh, yeah, all those superheroes were incredible. Yeah. They did oh, DC yeah. and Marvel. Now that I think, yeah, they did it. all That's the crazy. Wonder Woman stuff. You could do that uh, in those days. Was it series-based Wonder Woman too? I th- I can't remember like this. this uh, if it was based on the characters from the show or if it was more just comic general comic book. Anyway, we're getting off track <laughs> talking about toys. I kind of I kind of worried about Are that we? happening. And yeah, the fans <laughs> don't like it when we talk about the toys. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, Ella. 
Um, well, yeah, this, um, I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of good, the, the musical instruments that, it, uh, the companies that the instruments remind us of, the video, the, the, the possibilities behind the song, story in the song, um, all kinds of stuff, uh, bubble up with this. But, uh, um, I don't know, I guess that, that should lead into us talking about how we feel about it. What, uh, who wants to... It sounds like we like I, it. I think so. That seems to be the general consensus. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and, and break the ice here, and I'm going to give this my first A+. Plus. Wow. This, hey. This is an absolute A-plus song to me. I could listen to... I, I did. I listened to this song probably 30 <laughs> times today, and I'm not kidding. I was drawing a lot today, and I just kind of looped the song while I was drawing. Nice. And I just never get tired of it at all. Uh, it's brilliant. I think I've said as much as I need to say about why I think it's brilliant. And I'll also say, um, I always like to, to throw this in there when I can, this is also an Archer Ingle favorite, so my son... Mm-hmm. Loves the song. And if we are listening, uh, there's a few different ones that I'll I'll pop up with this kind of information on. But uh, if we're listening to this in the car when we pull into the garage um, and turn it off, for the next 10 or 15 minutes, he'll be walking around the house uh, going, (laughs) over and over and over again. (laughs) He absolutely adores this song, too. So uh, A-plus from me. I am going to give this my third A+. Plus. Mm. I, I don't think it's weird that I'm giving the most A+. Pluses. I just love all these songs. Mm-hmm. Not all these songs, but the ones that I've given A+. Pluses to. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is prime, just unbeatable Devo. Uh, even the, the, the Wahoos alone, are, like those sections are like just some of the both just pretty and exciting in like a musical kind of way i just uh they 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 get me happy and it it also reminds me of of me discovering devo and like my friends kind of getting me into it and they're like sort of like you know (laughs) devo-ishly dancing to this in the av room at the high school and stuff we're all hanging out and i was like oh boy this is actually i'm really excited about this journey i'm suddenly on this is going to be great and uh, so, yes, A+. plus. I am going to uh, give this my second, I believe, A+. Because, uh, yeah, I love this song. And, again, one of the things I love is that, I correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I don't think there's another Devo song that sounds like this. Like, this is kind of in, its, in, its class, of, uh, in a class of its own. Um, yeah, I, I adore The Day My Baby Gave Me a Surprise. Also, uh, the demo is kind of interesting. It's really messy if you hear it on Rocambo DNA. Yeah, mm. I love that they, they have that false start. It's almost just like, okay, yeah. you're going to go, ready? And then like, I think Mark is just like, guys, I thought we were going to do that. Okay, here we go. Pete? Well, I... I will concur. I will also give this my first. I think this is my first A plus. Did I go A plus on something else? Maybe I did. But I don't think so. But um, then I didn't think Tom did either. So yeah, uh, uh, this is uh, you know one of my first favorite Devo songs in that second batch of um, you know this kind of from that video and and everything just kind of like this this song stood out from that to be like like so at, past the surface of you know, whip it and and Jocko Homo and stuff like that. Like in the deep dive, this this stood out as an early favorite. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love everything about this song. I love the way it it, <laughs> how it brackets itself. You you know it's coming. Um, yeah, here's definite a song. definite A plus. So welcome to the mixtape. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it uh, just kind of occurred to me one of the reasons why this might not have landed at the time as a single is because they never played it live. It's possible, huh? Pete, yeah. I was slightly worried. I figured you'd probably give this an A, but I was slightly worried that if you kept this off the uh, off the mixtape, that there was something you'd have some kind of a problem with songs with the word "day" in the title, like that. How you like? Because to... <laughs> alphabetical <laughs> listeners might remember how little uh, regard. Pete has for a day in the life by the Beatles, <laughs> but uh, uh, hate to br- sorry sorry to bring that up again. Raise more ire. <laughs> Good for you, but Pete. He redeemed himself <laughs> and gave this an A plus. Yay! No, I, I love this song. Well I like done, this Pete. song more than a day in the life. So, <laughs> hmm. if we can cross the streams there for a second, I suppose I do too. Definitely. Yeah, I, I suppose I, I, I do, do too. too. Oh, me too. Um, so I did the uh, I did the Spotify thing for this. I said, what's the, what's the next song on a station built off of uh, The Day My Baby Gave Me a Surprise in, uh, doom, 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 doom. in Spotify? And the next song up in the station is a song, another uh-huh. song that I like. There's been, the, the stations have been good. Remember, we had X-Ray Specs, I think, last week. And then uh, the next one here is Tropical Hot Dog Night by Captain oh, no. Beefheart, <laughs> which uh, is a, it's another weird, good song that uh, certainly has... Not it's not uh, you know out, outside of the realm of pop you know it's got a hook to it so I see I see the the juxtaposition I see what you're doing there algorithm I like it <laughs> I still think the algorithm for Spotify is if a song is is novel enough and unique enough just do Captain Be- Beefheart next that's just a good default mode <laughs> yeah. just throw some Captain Beefheart somewhere in there there's going to be something that's like that it's song. it's not a bad choice though I mean if that if, if that you know, is your algorithm like yeah that's good work. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm not putting it down at all. <laughs> I'll take a Captain Beefheart song second on any playlist. That's fine. Uh, a radio station that just goes back and forth between <laughs> Devo and Captain Beefheart? I'm De- on board. Devo Beefheart. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Beefheart. De- what you call that? Beefheart. I am glad. Welcome. That's our that's our first across the board A+, plus, without yeah. a doubt. That's the, that's the highest average yet for a Devo song. Uh, for an ABC Devo song, it's the one to beat. Let's um, high five on that one, uh, and then we'll come back on uh, Thursday. We've got a song called Deep Sleep. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Everybody prepare yeah, for some I'm naps. Sleep. Uh, you know what? More than a nap. A very deep, deep sleep. sleep. Um, so that'll be Thursday. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. ABC Devo, go get us on Facebook and the ABC Devo Smart Patrol and we'll, we'll be discussing all this stuff. Uh, if you haven't been to abcdevo.com, that's where that's our headquarters for stuff. That's just all the songs get posted there with some some stuff. And uh, the don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and all that. Um, so go to iTunes and, and or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a good rating and subscribe and all the good stuff. And we'll see you Thursday. For a new ABC Devo. Do, 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 do. That's us leaving. <laughs> <laughs>